Welcome back, friends. Lost Scarf here, and it's time for basically a podcast. Uh, we now have an RSS feed again, so you can find us anywhere a podcast should be findable, besides being on YouTube, like iHeartRadio and things like that, and just any random old uh, podcast app should find us. Just look for basically a podcast, and that should find us. Uh, yeah, okay. So, today we're having basically a podcast with... Uh, I know the name is Janice. It is Peach Penku. <laughs> you can say hi now. Hi! I'm, I'm Peach Peku. I was formerly Peach Maiden, but I recently changed my name. Hi. <laughs> Rebranding! Yeah. <laughs> so, the uh, reason why we have uh, Janice here is... They, uh, I thought this would be a very useful person to, to talk to on the podcast because... There is, they have a store, so that'd be something interesting to talk about. And also, you've been doing digital art for a long time, you do commissions. There's a lot of good stuff there, I think, uh, to learn. Also, it is an honor for me, because you're one of my favorite artists. So, yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're always, like, commenting my stuff, and it really means a lot. <laughs> yeah, you currently have, uh, you use it, so, at PeachPenku on Twitter... Almost have 17,000 followers. A lot of art. Uh, it is... Oh, okay, but it has gotten more not safe for work these days. So keep yeah, that in mind, people. <laughs> keep that in mind because uh, the youths in my in the community. Yeah, sorry, turn no 18. minors, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, turn 18, then look at this stuff. Uh, but this wasn't always not safe for the work, of course. Uh, a lot of cute things as well. A lot of cute art. Very nicely done art. Like, like I've always liked the smoothness to it, the shine about it and all that. It's very nice looking art. Thank you. <laughs> so, uh, I think maybe the obvious questions first. So, uh, how did you get started? Um, I think, well, like, my brother he, uh, was, well, he's always been into anime, and obviously... As my big brother, I looked up to him, and he also liked drawing, so I always tried copying him. Like, he would draw Pikachu. I wanted to draw Pikachu. <laughs> and, oh my god, I was actually so obsessed with Pikachu. But yeah, like, drawing anime has been in my life for as long as I can remember. And I guess, like, what really got me into, like, the whole idea of a career was like from an anime called Comic Party so it, it actually it talks about this guy he got into like um, I don't know if you heard of Kamiket in Japan uh, that's very familiar at least yeah they're basically like conventions but they focus more on doujinshis ah. ra rather than like the modern convention I mean like the Western conventions where you have like a booth and you could sell all kinds of things, prints, pillows, everything. Well, like in Japan, they might they mainly focused uh, fan comics slash the jinshis, and like 
I don't know, I just found that so cool as a kid. So I kept telling myself that one day, like, I would do the same. <laughs> like, I want to write stories and sell them and, like, even make little merch and stuff. Because, like, you could do that too. You could make, like, little merch associated with your fan comic. But I think now in Japan, uh, more and more people are selling different merch instead of, like, just a book. And so on, like they actually sell prints and、uh, keychains and all that. So I think it's、um, becoming more similar to like Western, Western conventions now.、Mm. So that's pretty cool. Okay.、Um, I just realized, yeah, this, I got to mark this one as definitely a more adult. Well, we're not going to talk about, well, visually, there are some adult things. Like if they go to your shop. Because you have、yeah. boob pads. <laughs> well, we'll get to that in a minute.、Um, so you started drawing. So, of course, it was more traditional drawing at first because this is like years ago. Yeah. How was the transition from traditional art to digital art? I mean, like, digital art did look more appealing to me. So I really wanted to get into that. I mean, I tried to with, like, by using the mouse. But obviously, that's really hard.、Mm. <laughs> But、um, I have seen some artists who use the mouse and they're really, really good at it. So I think it, like, honestly, it just takes practice with the medium you're using in general.、Mm. So, like, even if you just use a mouse, I think it's, it, it's, it's possible to become good with it and make, like, quality art. But, but yeah, like, I actually joined my very first convention when I was 14. So, with the money I got at that convention, I decided to get my very first tablet. Wow. So, that's basically where it all started. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's pretty cool. Wow. <laughs> so, then, okay,、um, going from there. When did you start ha-、uh, having a website to sell your. Well, okay.、Uh, I assume. Well, maybe it wasn't.、Uh, you, st- you went from a convention and then you did commissions or had a, made a store? What happened next?、Uh, well, I mean, okay, like when I was 15, I don't know if、um, you were active on DeviantArt then,、mm. but they, they had like this thing of pay. Pay like $10 for a three month subscription on DeviantArt. So you had like special features when you had the,、uh, the subscription. So, like, that was basically the first time I started commissions. And I do like fully rendered chibis for like $10 <laughs> so I can get、oh. the subscription. Like, that's where, that's where I started doing commissions. Okay, and then. So was, yeah, I remember Deviant back in the day. That was the main place, I think, for art. Yeah, and then, it was nice. Like, while it lasted. <laughs> at some point,、uh, was like, Tumblr was a thing for artists, and then Twitter became a thing for artists. Yeah, I think, like, during the time of Tumblr, Twitter was still there, but I guess, like, with everyone moving to Tumblr, Twitter just got bigger from then. And then now everyone's on Twitter because Tumblr kicked out all the, all, the hint, all, the, all the porn artists. 
<laughs> yeah, and like, I mean, like, are we allowed to talk about this? <laughs> As in, like, Tumblr? Because, like, even when people didn't even post not safe for work, their work got flagged as not safe for work so it's yeah. just not really content friendly at that point yeah that's true i remember people just were like this is not safe for work what's wrong with this and it's just like a drawing of a lemon or something a friend posted a photo of a kitten and it was flagged <laughs> <laughs> yeah not good practice not good practice at all jeez <laughs> I, I remember just on Twitter, just a bunch of people dunking on how bad uh, the... Because it was, I guess, AI trying to just find not safe for work, and they did a bad job. Yeah. I'm not really sure why, but uh, I guess it is what it is. <laughs> so, at some point you, you, you made a, a an online store. I don't know when, how many years it's been, because... I've been following for maybe five years, I think. And you've had a store since yeah. then? Um, I mean, I started a little Etsy store. Mm. I didn't sell that much merch. Like, I started very small. And, like, hmm, I'm not really sure where to start with it. As in, like, uh, where to begin about the website. Okay. Is it okay uh, if you can ask me another question, like in re in regard to it, so I can okay. like think up stuff. <laughs> well, before that, uh, how about just uh, how does Etsy work? How, like, how does that whole thing work out? Uh, it's just hmm. the middleman for you, and let's you you put stuff on their site or. Yeah, like it's it's almost um no way I was gonna say it's third party, but it isn't because you still have to ship things on your own like you oh. sell your own things because like third party is like you know Redbubble where they make the merch for you and ship it to oh. the customer mm -hmm. but Etsy is very like you know like I think it's as similar as having your own online store it's just obviously having your own website and online store you can customize it more whereas Etsy it's strictly an online store and I'm not too sure if they take like a certain percentage of um, the customer's like purchase. So like, I don't remember exactly if they take a certain percentage. I think that's important to look into, but I think they do. Like they take like maybe 3%, isn't 3% a lot? I don't know, I don't remember. <laughs> It's it's a good assumption that they probably take a percentage just because well it's a website they gotta they have to make money somehow. Yeah. Unless it's ads, I don't know. I don't think I've seen ads on Etsy. Mm hmm. I don't. I don't think it has ads, but I think that's that's a good part of it too because I know a lot of people don't like ads. Yeah, that's for sure. That's true. Mm hmm. Then, okay. Yeah. Uh, huh? You got your own website. Um. What's it like making your own website and storefront and all that? Hmm. I guess, like, um, when it comes to having a store website in general, like, I mean, it's a bit complicated at first because it was just so new to me. So I played a lot with things, um, like how to, how to 
set up the layout like I just tried a bunch of stuff my first layout was very plain and I just went for like the first um, what do you call it website host that I saw and I didn't really like it but I stuck with it because I was like I don't really know how making a website works but as time went and I started getting suggestions of like the one I currently use is Wix and I oh. really really do love Wix because like when it comes to customizing your layout you could just drag everything like it's really really like simple and you don't have to focus on like coding and stuff because it's already all there for you and that's what I really loved about it it's just I think it's just really modern in comparison to like like I said the coding and stuff you don't have to do that which is good because I don't know shit about coding wait can I say that word <laughs> on yeah. YouTube it, it's it's fine uh, you're can, a bit yeah. you're an adult artist so it's gonna be an adult podcast um, episode yeah you could censor it out right <laughs> oh I'm not putting the work for that <laughs> oh wow okay cool okay <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, like, I'm going to speak more about my store, I guess, like, um, like I said, it was really new to me, but once I got the hang of it, it was really easy. Um, I think the hardest part, like, making your website, your store, I think that's the easiest part in general, because when you make a store and you want that to be a big source of your income and dedicate yourself to it, um, okay, so when I get the hang of it, it's easy. I print my shipping labels at home, and just recently, I invested in a thermal label printer. And Ooh. it's really, really... I'm sorry! <laughs> like, so what... Uh, I'm interested, so that just sounds like an interesting thing, so... Yeah, I noticed not many people recommend this. I guess it makes sense because it is a bit pricey. But honestly, it saves you so much. Like, it's so good because you don't have to spend money on any ink. Since it's thermal, right, you get the special, like, um, shipping labels. And it's the type of material the shipping labels are in where, like, it just uses heat to print on the label. And you never have to worry about getting ink. And uh, what else? And when it comes to the business aspect of owning a store, it's really a thing in itself and it's really important like to be aware that there's going to be trial and error. Because when I first had my store, I'll be honest with you, God, I don't remember like exactly, but it's not like I made over 1K the first, like the first month of opening my store like it took a while until i got that stable amount of income so it really takes time sorry my cat's meowing <laughs> in the back that's fine <laughs> that's fine that's fine um like i think from then you start learning and it's like okay how how can i make more money from then like yeah i'm making sales and stuff but i want to make more so you observe the things people like as well as what you like and 
you just go from there and you try and inspire yourself and get motivated to like man I watched this anime it's so good I'm gonna do fan art and you sell that fan art <laughs> <laughs> but I notice a lot of people like original stuff too so that's really good to mm. go by as well I feel like when making merch you make anything that I think like you put yourself in the customer's place. Yeah. Like what would I buy? And that's what I generally like what I generally do when I make merch. It's like would I buy this? Would I go to a convention and be like, "Damn, I'm going to spend my money on that." <laughs> that's the way to do it after all. Yeah. It's just Obviously, I know other, like, everyone has different ways of handling business. And as long as they're having fun and making that good money is what matters. <laughs> yeah. Looking at your website, uh, there is a lot. So you have, let's see here, you got Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, Patreon, YouTube, uh, a coffee, and Facebook. <laughs> How do you manage all that stuff? I'll be real with you. <laughs> <laughs> the only the only websites I prioritize right now is Twitter and my website because like when it I think it's just important to branch out in terms of like I'm just gonna take my name so nobody else takes it. Mm. But I know that like I have some friends that do hire people to maintain to manage the other like their other platforms. Oh. Yeah, it makes sense, right? Because if you're there creating, you don't want to get stressed by trying to uh, manage all the other things cuz to manage other social medias, it has nothing to do with being an artist. Like that's why business and art like it's a whole different thing. And I think that's why it's so important to be aware that you can screw up because it's a whole new thing to learn. That's why, like, I know some people, they take business courses because it's such a new thing. It's not like, oh, I can just, like, I want to sell my art because it doesn't stop there, right? You have to pack things, manufacture things, uh, look into your budget, and so on. So that's why I think it's really important to start small. That's why at first I only sold like a few prints, one or two keychains, like just little things. And if as long as like if your business starts going good, that's when you could start expanding it more and more. Okay, so okay, so is that the usual progression for artists? It's they do commissions, then it's prints, then keychains. I mean, I know some people. I keep bringing up other people. <laughs> That's fine. Cause like when I speak about these things, I mainly talk about my experience, like my own personal experience. Mm -hmm. Cause in the end, it does vary to everyone. Like, everyone's experience is different. I know some people that go directly to sell at conventions. 
and don't do commissions. Or maybe they'll oh. do commissions, but not online. So it you just kind of do... You, you just kind of go to a pacing that you're comfortable with. Okay. Because it can get overwhelming, especially if you're doing things on your own. So that's why, like, you know, you can hire people and stuff. <laughs> but I think, I think that's something for later on. I gotta admit, I've been thinking of, like, hiring people in terms of packing. But then I'm like, nah, I'll just take a day and pack these, like, mm. over 50 orders. <laughs> it's tiring, but I don't know. <laughs> I, li I like it. It's like, I'm doing this tiring thing, but in the end, it just makes me happy. That's what's important. Yeah. <laughs> so then, uh, I don't remember how many years, maybe two or three years ago, you went and made the boob pets. If anyone's a fan of uh, these, it <laughs> is a peach, daisy, rosalina, and I can't remember how you pronounce it. What's the name of it? It's the... How does she look like? The boo like? one? What's the boo one called? Uh... Oh, Princess Boo. Like, you could just say yeah. that. I know some oh, yes. people say booet. Oh yeah, Booet, there you go. So there's yeah. a Booet one. Is there a... Uh... Oh, there's also a... I'm looking at your website. There's also a... I forgot her name. Magical... There's Peach? Magical Peach? Uh... Yeah, I also do did my original characters. <laughs> so you have... Okay, so you have, you have Boo Pads. I, I think five of them. Or did you also do... Uh, uh, Peach Bow Bowser? Bowser? Did you also do Bowser or no? No, I didn't, but okay. I've been, like, I've gotten requests for it, so I'm not too sure if I'll get to it. I do want to draw her again, so maybe. Alright, so you have uh, keychain stickers, you have a bag, you have, you have a body pillow of peach. <laughs> uh, let's see, what else do you have? I, th oh, you have, I think you have multiple body pillows, actually. Yeah, you do have multiple body pillows. There's a lot of, uh... A lot of things to buy, which so you have a, a nice uh, variety here for anyone who's interested in these things. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I'm also trying to be careful not to out myself as to what I'm actually interested in. Aww. Uh, like, yeah, you're into a body pillow. Have fun. Have fun with that. Also, uh, the, uh, the the boob the boob mouse pads also fun. It's like people like to meme on on the on the boob pads for sure. Yeah. I really like, I forget the artist, but there's like a wholesome one where it's just Kirby juggling apples or something. Like, oh, okay, that's a cute one. All right. <gasps> yeah, I think I remember that one. They make really cute merch. Uh, so, yeah, these are different things people are interested that you have. Let's see where to go. Uh, oh, okay, okay, okay. Something uh, that would be useful. Uh, hardware and software that you use to draw. Hmm. Okay. So, I mean, like. Mm? <laughs> so, what's the hardware you use? Well, I use Sai, and I've been using it for a little over 10 years. <laughs> so what's and the, um, what's Sai stand for? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's S-A-I though, right? It's S-A-I, right? Yeah. Okay. So I'm assuming something Illustrator. I don't know what though. Uh, people can yeah. look that. I'm, I'll look it up for everyone right now. S-A-I, okay. wait. Uh, no, not Sailor Moon. Um... Not the weapon. Oh dear, help me. Uh, <laughs> apparently there's a Naruto character. Oh yeah, I remember that Naruto character now. The art. The SSI art. There you go. Art program. All right. Paint tool Sai. 
Oh, that's what it's called and all. Sorry, I'm so used to seeing Psy. Yeah. doesn't tell me what it stands for, but it's called Paint Tool Psy, apparently. Okay, alright. Uh, Paint Tool So this is what you use, though. This is what you use. So you've been using this for 10 years. Yeah, and I don't think that's going to change. Like, I'm just so comfortable with it. And um, I know a lot of people like using Clip Paint Studio. It is a really good program. It's just... You know, like, for me personally, I just lean back to Sai. I've tried drawing in clip paint. It's really great. It has a lot of, like, it has so many options, so many brushes, so many effects. It's amazing. But I just I just love Sai, and I don't think that's going to change. <laughs> <laughs> but when it comes to, like, um, adding effects and stuff, I do use clip paint and Photoshop. Hmm. So those are, like you know, my little touch-up programs, but to draw and color, I use Paint Tool Sci. Okay, yeah, because uh, just looking at, there's so many different uh, programs that people could use, like there's the Sci, uh, like you said, Photoshop, there's also, it's CPU, is that the one that's always on sale? Is it, is that one the Clip Paint Studio, or is that a different one? Yeah, I, yeah, it's Clip Paint Studio, Okay, yeah. that one's always on, on sale yeah it is worth getting if like you ever want some really cool program i recommend it it just has so many like options in terms of like because like you could download brushes that other people have made like they you hmm. could either pay by money but they have some that are free too and it's just really useful it's really nice so, uh, when you, you draw, animate what? On too. Okay, Sorry, you can animate I on too. Okay. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, because uh, uh, thinking about getting a a tablet to draw on and wondering about the different programs and animation would be also be interesting to do as well. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, oh my god! If you make Kirby animations, <laughs> <laughs> it'll just be him walking for now. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. Walk animating walking is really hard. So once you oh, get no. that down, like you're a master. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. <laughs> now for hardware, what do you draw on? Well, I'm currently using the Huion Canvas. Canvas? Yeah, Canvas, thirteen. I really love it. <laughs> I like I generally really love the Huion brand. I I enjoy what they provide, their quality and the prices are really affordable. Like you're not gonna pay over like one K and it lasts. Like my very first Huion screen tablet lasted me for a good six to seven years nice. it still works it's just i don't use it anymore since i got a brand new tablet mm. um i mainly got it because i can draw on my bed <laughs> <laughs> so that's what i do now i draw on my bed and it's awesome <laughs> uh, it's uh, it's a monitor right so you have it does be hooked up to the computer right when you do that? yeah okay. The Huion hasn't made any like portable tablet yet, but the canvas, it's nearly portable, right? Like it still has to be hooked up to a computer or laptop. It's just obviously like I could bring it anywhere. It just has to be plugged in. You just need a long enough cord. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And then, uh... 
Are there like okay? So I don't know anything about this. Pens. Yeah. Are there like different kinds of pens? Is just the one pen? Uh, pens. I guess it depends on the type of tablet you get because the canvas it uses a stylus, so you don't have to charge it or anything. It just works with that tablet. But I know when I got like my previous Heon screen tablet that I had, it could use two different pens, but the difference in them was one was battery charged and the other one was USB charged. Mm. So I think that's the only difference that comes with it. Um, I think in comparison to Wacom, like even getting a new pen is really affordable. Like I, I would break my Huion pen five times a year. Damn. <laughs> I just drop it and it falls really hard and it cracks. Like that's my mistake. Ooh. But like um, the pen itself would only cost like twenty dollars or less. In comparison to like getting a Wacom replacement pen, I think it's like sixty or ninety dollars. Like I might be wrong, <laughs> but. I'm just speaking of like when I looked up myself because before getting Huion, I did use Wacom and I tried getting a new pen and I, I just couldn't afford it. It was too expensive. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to upgrade to a screen tablet because like the Wacom tablet I had, it wasn't even a screen tablet and it was like $300. Wow. And I'm like, Jesus, Jesus. So... <laughs> $200 more, I got a screen tablet. So I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, my understanding, uh, it was explained to me recently, so the way, like, Huion does is the power is, like, on the surface of the, uh, of the screen, so it can feel, uh, when the stylus is on it, whereas other ones, like maybe a Surface Pro, the power's in the pen, so the pen is telling, uh, the surface where, where it's at. Like that was the that's what it was explained to me how that works. Actually, I haven't heard of that because like, I didn't I didn't really look into other branding tablets. Like I've had friends speaking telling me about the iPad, but like I, I just didn't get it in the <laughs> end because it's so expensive. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and like when I do travel and stuff, I don't draw when I travel, so that's why I didn't um invest in it oh. i like for me drawing on my bed was good enough and the canvas itself only costed like 300 canadian so obviously in u.s it'd be like maybe 250 or something it's pretty good but yeah yeah it's amazing like i love it i'm so happy in comparison to like bigger brand names like that price is chicken scratches i'm sorry <laughs> But the quality is really good. It's so good. Like, whoever wants, like, a little screen tablet, like, freaking get that. Like, God. <laughs> nice. It's good to know. All right. <laughs> yeah, because, like, uh, I draw on my phone. That thing's $1,000. What but it, It's a phone, though, yeah. so, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bunch yeah, of other I reasons get... why. Yeah, I get you. <laughs> Again, if someone bought the phone just to draw on, that'd be really bad. Uh, okay, uh... Let's go, let's go over Twitter a little bit. You have almost 17,000 followers. Yay! <laughs> How do you think you grew that? Um... 
because I had a lot of help from friends with bigger audiences, like they would retweet my stuff, so that got me a lot of exposure. And I think it's uh, it's thanks to that, really. Okay. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> <laughs> friends are important. There's the power of friendship. There you go. Yeah, connections, like, the it's really important. Like, it's a, it's a, it's also a business tactic. Obviously not making friends. I make friends <laughs> only with people that I actually like and that are cool. But I mean, like, if you want to, like, expand, like, getting, making connections is really important. So, so yeah, basically, yeah. no, no successful person is an island. Like they have friends who help, who in in one way or another may have helped them get there. Yeah, of course. I like I have some friends. They they would like they were new to Twitter, and to help out, I retweeted their stuff, so on. So then they got like their own audience, and with that, they were able to like expand more and more, and that was really cool. It's cool to see people growing and. It's always good to help others. Yeah, like, because there's this weird mindset I've seen with artists who see it as a competition, so they don't help anyone. Uh, it's yeah, really weird. It sucks because, like, you can't really get away about the whole uh, being competitive mindset because the numbers are there, right? So they make you compare a lot. I kind of have that issue. Like, I get anxiety with numbers. So I actually used an extension on Google to hide numbers of like faves followers retweets i removed all that because oh. it's yeah it's so helpful oh my god like if you want to link it on your youtube <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really nice because it's 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 stressful yes and it, it makes you competitive because you compare and like ugh, it's negative it's negative and yeah like i'm aware that some people don't share stuff like, I get it, but at the same time, it doesn't really matter. Like, when it comes to manufacturers, like, I don't get it. Like, what do you think they're going to take from you and so on? I think it's just a fear of, like, losing what you have. But I really do understand how it can seem selfish. Because it is. It's a, it's, a, it's a selfish overthought. So then, um... Because I wonder if it's because they think somehow uh, the amount of commissions they can get is finite? Like, they think there's only so many that exist out there to give money to artists? Yeah. Yeah, but that's not true. If, <laughs> you, get, if you get yourself out there, you're going to get more customers. So, like, to worry about that stuff, it, especially if you're a small business, it's, not, it's just not a healthy mindset. It really isn't. It's going to make you stagnant and... You're gonna be bitter, because <laughs> you're gonna get little trust trust issues. Honestly, I don't know about that part. I'm just rambling. <laughs> no, pro probably correct though. Hmm. Um, let's see here. Okay, okay, okay. You know, with the the drawing process, I'm gonna go back to your story eventually. But just drawing process. So, how, what's your how does your drawing process go? You go like like sketch line like how does it go for you? So, the most uh, consistent I've been was, obviously, I'd start with a really rough sketch. So, the rough sketch would be, like, a stick figure, almost. 
like just to get an idea on like how the composition looks what kind of flow I want and after that I sketch over that rough with a more like refined sketch so uh, that's the sketch that I'm gonna start line arting on because when the sketch is too messy and you line art it kind of I feel like it messes you up mentally because when you line art you have to be cleaner in comparison to when you sketch so focusing too much on two things can be really draining so it's always good to do like a refined sketch before you're lining and that was the best thing I ever did <laughs> <laughs> and obviously after lining you base color and then you shade <laughs> sorry I'm like from then on I just kind of do whatever but the process is generally rough sketch sketch line art color and touch-ups with using clip paint or Photoshop okay so uh, let's see is looking at example art and people can go to your Twitter to see it let's go with uh, the pinned one so this is Lum 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 it's Never yeah. watched it. I only watched a few episodes on VHS when I was a kid. <laughs> okay. So then, like, uh, so you, you sketched her out, and then you did a more refined sketch, then you lined her. I actually sketched her, like, four times huh. until I got something I like. So, like, it kind of just varies. Sometimes you don't really feel it. Sometimes that's not the comp composition you really want, so you go over it. So it's a whole process, right? And because every drawing is different, uh, things can change. Okay. So that, that one went through a lot of changes. But after that, after, like, um, finding the composition I wanted, the pattern was the same after that. So you had the line art, color, and touch-ups. Okay. And then, uh, so like, the dots and all this stuff, that's, that's an actual, like, a brush thing, doesn't work just, does that kind of like a map or something is the right word? I think I did the polka dots. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, because on site, you have the selection tool, and they're like circles, so I would just do dots yeah. really quick. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But, um... When you see the little sparkles on it, I think that brush was from Clip Paint. Okay. And then, uh, like, what I've always liked about your art is it's very smooth, and it's also, I like, I like the shininess to it, for some reason. It's just really cool how shiny your art is. Thank you. And that's, is that just, it's like just white, or just light pale, or like? Uh, yeah, it's always like a paler color. Because obviously when it's like um, a darker color, like let's say a dark red, you wouldn't just use white. Yeah. You use like maybe a shade of pink hmm. to, because uh, shine is always nice in art, but you don't want it too harsh. Obviously depending on the picture itself, I think it's always good to go with what's easy on your eyes. Obviously like... Okay. Now I'm going to a different topic. When it comes to like anatomy, it's really helpful to be anatomically correct. Yeah. But when it comes to like the composition and how the drawing looks, it's always good to like 
go with ease and like, okay, this looks nice at first glance. This looks appealing and so on. Like, just things to consider. I think it comes with experience as you, like, keep drawing and stuff. Alright, because... Right. Hmm? And I was gonna say, because I didn't know all this stuff, like, a year ago. So, hmm. like, I'm, t I'm learning every time. <laughs> yeah, you you've gotten better and better as I've been a fan. Uh, so what, for you, is like the most, I don't want to say, like, just the hardest part or the most stressful part of drawing a piece? Hmm. Ironically enough, I have the hardest time drawing faces. That's hmm. why, um, recently, I've been trying to implement realistic anatomy onto my faces. That actually helps a lot. And it made me realize how important knowing the basics of human anatomy is even if you're drawing in like a cartoon style because like oh god like sometimes the accidentally draw the eyes too far apart the nose is at a weird position but when you understand and go by what's anatomically correct it helps so much and like whoa this looks so much better <laughs> Alright, uh... Okay, okay, yeah, for me it's, uh, it's a sketch fine, line fine, coloring fine. The stressful part for me is just the shading. I just, I don't understand oh, where the shade should go or where the light should go. Someday I'll get you. it. Right yeah, now it's stressing like, me out. Observe, like, it's important to observe. Like, also with drawings too, see how people shade, um, look at, like, uh, like studying depth in general like you could take a picture of um a plus like you could take a picture of a plushie and see like where the light is hitting and there's something i know that a lot of people do is they kind of like study real life drawings and how shading is done and stuff i i saw a draw i saw a photo of a girl in a bathing suit and I'll tell you what, I saw her boobs, and I'm like, wow, her boobs are shaded exactly like this art I saw. Hmm. It all makes sense now. <laughs> yeah, at some point I came to the realization is shading is very important to show, like, the size of boobs and, like, their depth and everything. Yeah, it's, uh, it's just, I would see on a drawing, I'm like, why is there light coming from there? That doesn't make much sense. So then I see a photo of, like, a real-life woman, and light is coming from there on her chest, and I'm like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, yeah, even if you have, like, a cartoony style and stuff, it's just really important to observe things in real life. Like, um, because in general, like, as an artist, you basically draw what you see. No matter, like, where you're seeing it, what you're seeing, that's what you're drawing. Hmm. You're drawing a vision. And that's why I find it important to just, like, study. Study, reference, and... Yeah, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could get more into that after if you'd like. Okay. Um... So I'm wondering, because you're really... You're, I think you're really good at drawing, so... Are, are you able to... I guess translate what's in your mind to the to what you draw or is that still something that's still like hard to 
to reach, even at your level? It's been getting easier. Obviously, it's never like 100%. Sometimes I would draw something I thought up of, and it doesn't come out right. But obviously, that's never like the end of the world. <laughs> so, like, it basically, it's okay if things don't work out. You'll always get different ideas. And it's up to you to decide if you want to continue with that idea, just as long as you don't stress yourself. I, I'm trying to work through, like, if a drawing is starting to stress me out, just stop it. Hmm. Because when you, when you draw something with ease, a lot of the time that tends to come out the best. Okay. But if you're always, like, stressing and, like, editing it and stuff, like, that makes you forget the fun of drawing, I feel. Okay. Is, is the only time it's okay to stress is, say, if you're learning, so you're just trying to... So you're just trying to power through something hard because you want to learn how to do it? Yeah, I think that's fine. <laughs> oh, I guess it's straightforward. Um, <laughs> uh, what was it? Okay, a personal question. Have you ever drawn fire? Fire? Yeah, I have. <laughs> fire is hard. It, like, I referenced it. So that's what I mean. Like, when you don't know how to draw something, you could... Uh, you could write something stock image. Like, let's say you want to paint a birthday cake. You, I, I tend to write birthday cake stock image oh. because obviously I don't, I don't like copying other people's work and stuff. So I always resort to stock images or like my own like, like when it comes to anatomy, for example, I always use myself as reference. Like I take photo of the po of myself of my poses and stuff. Um, when it comes to objects, I, I go take photos of those objects. <laughs> like, one time I needed references for houses, I actually took photos of houses outside of my neighborhood, and I was so paranoid because I didn't want to get caught, like, I was so <laughs> creepy. <laughs> but yeah, like, like, all this stuff helps so much. It helps the strain. Because, like, how are you supposed to draw something you don't know? Yeah. If, if you don't know it, how are you going to draw it? <laughs> mm -hmm. That's very true. That is definitely true. Yeah, so like when it comes to fire, like when I did it, I looked up uh, stock images and I tried like copying it. Like the way it looks. And as I tried like copying it, it made me understand how like fire how fire worked how to paint it the same with like uh when i drew vegetables i didn't know eggplants shined like that <laughs> <laughs> i didn't know tomatoes were that easy to draw <laughs> but but it all came from learning it, it comes from learning referencing it's really it's it's really the way to go okay um, I was going, did you ever do any, like, formal classes, any formal learning, or it's all just been self-taught, or? It's all been self-taught. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like, like, I'm such a, like, I'm just that artist that's there. Like, sorry, like, I never took courses. I don't, I don't, you know, like, I don't hire assistants and stuff. I don't know, like, 
I just do my thing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, when when it when it comes to wanting to improve in something, I I do my own personal study. Like like I said, when it came to anatomy, I got I used myself as reference or like when it comes to guys, <laughs> I, I asked my boyfriend to take uh, photos of like certain poses and stuff. <laughs> like recently, I started learning muscles. That was really interesting. Mm. I should have done that sooner, but better than never. Like it feels great. It feels great to learn because you're expanding your knowledge and you, you just level up and it feels great. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing for sure. Yeah, it's, uh, Shaq, right? Yeah. He's an artist, too. <laughs> mm -hmm. Shaq's a really good artist, too. Uh... Okay, going back to the store. Because this yeah. is, uh, do you not... I don't know if you sell them anymore. Let's see. Shop. Uh, do you not sell slimes anymore? No. I, I think that in itself is another sort of investment so that was a uh, like a hobby enjoyment yeah. thing and so may as yeah, well sell it like now i just support slime businesses like i buy their slime they're really good they're really fun if you ever want to buy more slime I'll, i could show you the <laughs> stores i i buy from they're really really good it's just like it's the business aspect of it you have to invest and, and all that, and I, I don't think I'm ready for that. I do think about it, because it was really fun when I did it, but it's like, I don't think I have enough to go back into it. Like, I don't have, I'm not dedicated towards making a whole slime platform, because slime shops tend to like, like they make an Instagram, and they post every day a video of them playing sli with yeah. slime. And I, I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was fun but, making them, though, right? Like, because you had a yeah, lot of different slimes you made. Yeah, I, I love slime. Like, I, I want to show a photo of my collection one day. I, I think I have over thirty wow. different slimes that I've bought. <laughs> All right. Dang. All right, so they're nice though. They're good for uh, like carpal tunnel. Like when my Ooh. wrist starts hurting from drawing, mm -hmm. I play with slime, and it really helps the pain. I did not know that. Okay. Yeah, like you squeeze it. It's good for like your sh uh, like it exercises your hand, and it's really good because you know when you do uh, wrist exercises. You kind of have to like grasp and stuff. Well, you could grasp the slime. Going <laughs> mm. to uh, just talking about everything. Uh, oh, okay, you have this one too. Okay, so you have Opomi is an OC of yours. This is this is an, a character you made yourself and everything. Well, she started out as an adoptable because it was during a time where I really needed money. So, like, you know, once again, like, um, I priced things really low, which is never good when you want to make a living out of it. Like, mm. um, like commissions. Oh, my God. I don't know how people do it, like, making a living with commissions. 
it was so hard for me when I did so that's what I mean right you kind of just do something that works for you like I know some people make a living through commissions but I personally can't do that because obviously like I I started drawing because I want to create my own things so the idea of like I like doing commissions here and there it's just constantly working for other people and like like I slowly start forgetting why I drew in the first place like mm. I think that's what leads to a burnout and like I just I just couldn't like and about Opomi she was an adoptable I sold for like ten dollars <laughs> cuz I was really desperate for money um, someone bought her of course and like years later I was like I really want her back and <laughs> sadly enough like the person I sold it to, I wasn't in good uh, good terms with them anymore because, oh man, I got so much tea. But basically, <laughs> they just, they they kind of, they pretty much wronged me, and so I didn't speak to them anymore. So I had to speak to a friend if she can speak to that to the person that bought the adoptable so I can if I can buy her back and thankfully enough she let me buy her back and from then on I sort of revamped Obumi because she was in a really old design so I wanted to fix her up a bit and here she is and I love her my baby's back <laughs> <laughs> right now you are so you got print stand well that's sold out and you're doing you're also doing a boob pad for her okay and then the other one is Malala, which is, you made a, so this would be a doujinshi that you made, right? Is that the word for it, or? Yeah, I mean, like, you could just say comic. Or That's comic. fine, too. Okay. Yeah! So, uh, how much work went into making that comic? Because you made a comic yourself and everything. Like. It took a year. <laughs> Dang. I, it would have taken sooner, but because I haven't made a comic in so long, I had to learn so many things. Like, that's what I mean, right? Like, you can jump into things, but you have to, you have to, like, accept that you are going to go through, uh, what's the saying? Trial and error? Yeah, okay. And even with comics, there, there are other things you have to keep mind of, which is, obviously how to write dialogue your pacing what's going to contain in the panels because that's important too like you want to make the reader feel a certain way as they're reading it hmm. so like it's not just i'm just gonna draw it i know some people just draw it but it's like i think it's because they they how do you say it it's in them, okay? And <laughs> comics were not in me. <laughs> or that's just, I guess that's just, because of course, you know, Mingakas make one every week somehow. Yeah, yeah. Like, I tried to, like, make a comic that's, like, really sketchy, and I just can't. Like, sketchy stuff stress me out. I have to clean up my stuff. Hmm. And then, so you had to go through, like, a printer, like, a, a printing... A pub, like a, yeah. I don't know the right word. Yeah, like like a, a printing company, I guess is the right word. Like, I think that's right. Or you could say book printing. Okay. Yeah, 
like um I used in a, I think it's an American one. It's called Lulu. Oh my mouse fell, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's called it's called Lulu. It's been there for a really long time. I found the price is really affordable. Like uh to make a copy, I think it was like two, three dollars. So that was cool. Like their quality is really good too. Yeah, it's so pretty good. I printed yeah, I printed them in bulk there, and I ordered them, and yeah, and I sold them. <laughs> nice. But, um, yeah, comics, I'm never doing it again. <laughs> it's really it's really hard. I don't think it's for me. Like, I'm so happy I finished Malala, because, like, it's not because, like, oh, yeah, I just want to have a book out there. It was mainly because I really grew to love the characters that I made, and I just... I just wanted them out there, not like the book and like, oh yeah, I'm gonna make money with this book. No, I just, I just wanted them out there, <laughs> cause I love them. <laughs> I'm very passionate about original characters. So. And there's your mascot, uh, Magical Peach. You. Yeah. When did you come up with them? I'll be real with you. I just. In my head, I was like, wow, I want I want a mascot. She got, like, short white hair and red heart eyes. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> so from that, like, it's the whole, like, uh, visualizing thing, right? I tried, like, drawing what I visualized. And that that's pretty much how she made. Like, all my ideas and stuff, they're so... Where they come from is never that deep. It's like, oh, I had a dream of this, I'll draw it. Oh, this popped into my head, I'll just draw this. But, like, I think that in itself still holds a lot of meaning because you're putting your time in it. And, like I said, with my original characters, I do really, really love them. Well, that's, love is important. Yeah! <laughs> uh... Out of question at the moment, uh, do you have anything that's interesting that you'd want to talk about when it comes to art, I suppose? I mean, like, you brought up about burnouts? I think oh, right, I wanted important. to ask about that, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, like, it was about, like, uh, trying to prevent it? Yeah, like, uh, preventing burnout and also dealing with burnout. Like, What's your, yeah. what your experience with that? So, burnouts suck ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're terrible when it happens. Like, I feel like when it first happens, you don't know that it's happening. And I think that's what sucks about it. And um, so, when it comes to preventing it, I like, we all have our own ways. It's just like, for me... It does get the best of me, but I do try to work on methods that help me from like from it not happening I so like even when I take a break from drawing I still draw because I love drawing and if I don't draw there's no meaning in my life <laughs> <laughs> that's a joke obviously but like I just love drawing so even if I'm like I'm taking a break from drawing I'm still gonna draw because like it's fun it's fun as heck I I need my fingers moving <laughs> um but 
I do do other things too. I think it's really important to have other hobbies. So what I what I also do is like recently I've been playing PSO2, which is really fun. Mm. Best MMO. <laughs> <laughs> and um, or yeah, I just chill. I go on Instagram. I watch slime videos. I play with slime. <laughs> And I just chill. I just like have your little lazy day. That's always really good. Um, but uh, a very like a very concrete method that I go by now nowadays to prevent it is let's say I work on a commission and I finish it, and then I obviously I start working on something else. I don't work on a commission after that oh that's my phone sorry (laughs) (laughs) i work on uh i work on something personal like i make a fan art or something original to just to treat myself because obviously that's the reason i draw i want to draw things that make me happy so when i do that then i go back to work i do commissions but then, like I said, after finishing commission, I do something personal, and so on. Like, I go with that pattern. I don't consistently stay in the work mindset, because that is what's going to potentially get me to have a burnout. Alright. Uh, yep. So what do you do yep. in the burnout? In the burnout? Well, nowadays, I tell myself, I'm like, I need a fucking break. <laughs> I just like I said I just I just chill I play games like that's why I said having different hobbies is really really important I'm also into horror and true crime I love listening to that shit oh dear. because as in like I love understanding the psychology of these things so obviously that's another that's another subject but it's it's another interest I have. I love uh, psychology. Hell yeah, how the brain works and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, I don't know. I love horror too. I love Halloween. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, like, when I have a burnout, I just tell myself I need to chill out. Obviously, like I said, in the beginning, it, it, it sucks because a lot of the time you don't even know that you're going through uh, burnout until you kind of have that stressful breakdown and that's that's what really sucks but I Mm. think that's just how you learn You, you start understanding this pattern and you find ways that work for you that's why I said like when I do work I do something for myself then do work and so on it's so you don't get to that uh, breaking point but like I said when you do you try to chill you have a chill day you treat yourself (laughs) you remind yourself that you're important (laughs) and you deserve to play with slime (laughs) Slime's good times. Slime is good times. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. True crime. 
this since you brought it up. <laughs> Why do we like true crime so much? Because true crime is incredibly popular. Like, I've listened to some true crime as well. I just... Damn. <laughs> it's so... Are you, like, wanting to understand monsters, it's so weird. Um, obviously, like, the cases are sad. Sometimes I do cry. Because mm. you just feel really bad for, like... The people, even the the people that do get murdered, like oh my god. <laughs> but like it's 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 just the story behind everything and how they how they catch the murderer. Like there's just so much to it, and and you do learn things. Like I said, the psychology of like serial killers and stuff, and just the patterns and like ah god. It's educational. It's really, it's really educational, and I guess I love that aspect of it. Like I've only le I've learned about a couple. Uh, Marie Toppin, I think, is the first female serial killer uh, in history. Yeah. Like oh, I think I know what you're talking about. Uh, well, like the person that did a case on her, they're they're called Briefcase. I don't know if you watched that. No, no, no. There's, uh, there's so many. There's so many. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I think I'm subscribed to like over ten of them. Damn. <laughs> but, but yeah, like, um, obviously because uh, wait, wait, wait! I lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think when it comes to recording female serial killers, I think they're uh. They're not caught as consistently as male ones. So it's it's said that she wasn't actually the first one. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> well, probably. Yeah. I just, uh, it's like Marie Toppin, I can't remember the other one. Like, one of them is the Angel of Death, and they read the first yeah. one or the second one. Oh, Angel of Death. Oh my god, I heard of that one. Damn. And, uh, that one's really popular. Mm hmm. Cause it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, they're all crazy stories. Like you can't believe how they got, they were close to getting caught or how they got away with it, and just like, oof. Damn that shit! That get my blood boiling. <laughs> <laughs> like I was the B two K killer got caught because he was like, you guys can't trace floppy disks, right? Like, uh, no, no, we can't. Oh my we god! Can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. one was like, <laughs> and, and they caught him through the floppy disk. Like I thought you guys said they couldn't. Why'd you break the rules? Like why? What do you mean rules? <laughs> <laughs> this oh isn't a game God. well for him it was a game right? I guess yeah kind of crazy it's just, it's just crazy it times uh, then of course this. there's I guess everyone has everyone learns about the Zodiac at some point yeah oh my god like I wish like <sighs> it's so bad because when you get too into it I feel like you kind of start seeing it as a not entertainment, but like, oh man, I hope we get updates on it soon. <laughs> yeah, it's so, it's so weird. There um, are some cases I keep an eye on, though. And, like, they're tragic. They really are tragic. Like, one of them was, like, a kid that got abused. And, like, oh, sorry, I'm a mm. bit sensitive by bringing it up. It's really sad, but, like, as long as the people get caught, like, they freaking deserve to go to jail forever. Yeah. The the worst ones are if they tell you about these cases and they never caught them. It's like, oh, I don't want to know that. 
I don't want to hear they never caught the killer. It's it's it make uh it makes it makes me salty when I hear unsolved ones. Oh yeah, for sure. Just want them solved. Mm-hmm. Uh. Just oh, monsters are monsters. Jesus. Uh. <laughs> so okay. scarf when when what? you when you clap does that is that like an indication for you to like, like through the sound on where to like edit? Yeah. Because, uh -huh. okay, so, through sound, uh, so, behind the curtain, clapping is done <laughs> because it makes a thin line, just, it's just, it's just like an L or an I, just right there when you look at the audio. So, like, you okay. can pinpoint, like, okay, I clapped here, so there's a reason I, so something's gonna happen right here, so, I can either yeah. skip to it and, and look for it, or I'm just... I'll just keep an eye on the audio as it's going, and like, oh, okay, I see uh, an edit's coming up, so I better get really more attentive to the situation. Because like when yeah. I when I'm when I'll be editing this one and other ones I've edited, it's yeah. I'll be listening while doing something else. Because of course, like I'm my ears are open, but I just got to do something else as well, so I'm not just sitting. Yeah. And I feel a little more productive, so maybe I'll be while I'm listening to this, I might be updating titles to something or just things like that being productive yeah and then i'll look back like okay i see some straight lines that means i clapped here so yeah. here comes some editing coming up interesting yeah, like really... uh we use a lot of filters and stuff on the audio and yeah. we uh we used to cut out all the breathing yeah oh, because you know okay. the thing is when you cut out the breathing, eventually you can recognize when someone's breathing in, in audio. Because it, it has a specific wavelength to it. Breathing has a special wavelength. Yeah. And you can also see when someone is using, like, a P word. Because <laughs> just when you, like, just, just P, you put, your P, you put your lips together with any P yeah. word. So you can see when the P's are coming in audio form. And just, there's a lot of things where you can see, it's weird, but you can kind of make out words just from looking at a, at a, at a sound wave. You really can. Wow. Like, you can tell what's coming up. And when you know that, there's actually, it allows you to doctor audio in an interesting way because of that, where you can combine things. If you can pinpoint exactly where the waves are, Yeah. Uh, you can make words out of other words or sentences that shouldn't go together, but now they do. And... <laughs> You learn just how people can doctor things, and it's a little scary. It was like, oh, that, it's also fascinating. Ah, so you can read pee-pee? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can, like, the word will look the same every time, yeah. for the most part. It's just how loud it was said will maybe cause the size of it to be different. But if someone's consistent in their tone the whole time, you yeah. can kind of tell what words are, are what. And, like, like uh... every time, like, I'm saying like a lot, I can tell where the likes are. In the oh, audio. Oh god. Yeah, please edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just because it feels more professional to not have so much breaths in the audio. Yeah, I get that. And I at really some point I leveled up in that I just don't breathe audibly anymore. At least I try not to. Yeah. yeah. Like right now I'm breathing very slowly and quietly as I'm talking so that, so that my breaths don't come up in the audio. And that took a lot of years of training to do. I hope mine don't. 
Oh no, you don't have to worry about yours. Um, there's also filters and things that can get some stuff out. You just, that's yeah. there's like D clickers, so it gets the mouses out. Ah. At least it tries to. It'll either completely take them out or it'll make them pretty quiet. Yeah. Which is pretty helpful. It is. But that's an interesting thing. Is just uh, sound waves. Are, you can totally see and read what they are. It's so interesting. Yeah. Take all the ums. I used to say um, like um, a lot. And what I a- noticed I said it quite a bit in the podcast. I'm like, shit! shit. <laughs> what I've learned so- uh, for that is you just take more time to think before you talk. Because yeah. all you're doing when you're saying um or uh is you're really just looking for the next word in your head. Like, it's yeah. there, it's just not loaded yet. Whereas yeah. <laughs> if you just take a little bit longer to think, it's loading a lot faster is the way I'll put it. Like, the next word is yeah. there. And I gotta work yeah. on likes because if you if you were to transcript anyone talking, if you look at the likes, you're like... A lot of these could just be removed and the sentence is still fine. Right? Right? <laughs> it's just such a weird tick that a lot of people have is they just say like a lot. Yeah. Uh, I think like in French, well, like the slang in Quebec, there is something similar. Like, <laughs> there is something <laughs> similar to like, to like, like. But in French, it's like genre, as in like, it it literally means like, 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 so you're like, genre, genre. It's like, I know it sounds weird, but like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's the same thing. So like, Mm -hmm. when when we speak French here, it's it's said as many times as like. Mm -hmm. Because what you learn is if you actually do more languages than just English, or just whatever language you have. Uh, you realize that every language has these kind of pausing words. Mm-hmm. Or these just just words that go in the slang that aren't necessarily needed, but they're still said often. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, if you were to write it, they wouldn't be there. Yeah. For sure, if I were to write out what I was saying, I would not need to put so many likes in a lot of the things I say. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. I do, I do notice, though, when I say, um, I think it's, uh, because I get anxious, and I, I, th- I would think to myself that it would help me, like, push me to say something, but a lot of the time it doesn't really help. It's better when I just stay, try and stay quiet, and then I'll, I'll, I'll remember what I wanted to say better. Hmm. Oh, I, oh I, okay. I was just thinking, uh, I know uh, something. Just gotta go back to your art really quick to double check if I'm not asking a dumb question. I don't think it's dumb. No questions, dumb. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Backgrounds. Backgrounds. Uh, you don't do many. Uh, is that just, um, they're not that important or you hate doing backgrounds? Well, I tell myself I'll do backgrounds, but then I forget. (laughs) (laughs) But lately I've been trying to add them more. Actually, 
I'll be posting a picture tomorrow and it has a background. But I didn't paint it. I didn't paint it. What I do nowadays for backgrounds is um, I use stock images. And I edit them through Photoshop. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's why I love stock images. Because they're, they're like... You, you don't gotta do the work. <laughs> Like, they're there for you. They're there for you to use. Obviously, there are stock images that you could pay for. I've paid for a few stock images, like, backgrounds. Um, but, yeah, it's it's just really good. And Or, like, you could go out or, like, take, take a photo of a, a bed and then put that bed in your artwork. And there, it's a bed. It's still your background because you took the picture. Yeah. That's true. You see what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I see what you mean. I see. Because yeah. I keep, like, with myself, just uh, thinking about trying to do backgrounds. I just backgrounds are never great. Some people They're, are amazing at them. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a whole new genre, right? Like, I love drawing cute anime girls. Some people like drawing backgrounds. Some people like drawing animals. I don't like drawing backgrounds, so I just use stock images. <laughs> yeah, I just like drawing Kirby, and it, backgrounds are hard. There you go. There you go. It's okay <laughs> to admit when things are hard, but obviously, like, there are solutions. Like I said, stock images or photos that you can take yourself, and you just edit them through... Uh, programs or like you could edit them like I, I sometimes paint over a bit on side to give more of like a smoother look mm. um, or change the color scheme of it a bit like you just play around with it until you get um, the result you want oh uh, random one uh, how much does it hurt when you uh, you do your lining or your coloring or such some such and it's on the same the same layer as the sketch layer. Oh, I mean, yeah, I experienced that, but I just uh, I realized quick enough to undo it. Thankfully, that's good. <laughs> oh. I know, I know some people don't, and I don't I don't know much of the solution for that, sadly. Okay. Different question. Uh, you have how many cats? I have seven. <laughs> oh wow! So, because we heard one, um, how how worried are you about your cats just tearing up your plushies? Oh, uh, they! I have my plushies in a glass cabinet, but I know um, I know one likes to pee on one of them. Oh dear! I don't I don't cuddle with that one. <laughs> <laughs> so I always have to wash that one. It's a giant hamster. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> but yeah, um, for most of my plushies, I keep them away from my cats. But generally, they don't really touch them when I have them outside. Um, the closest to that is one of my cats that likes humping my sweaters. But uh, what can <laughs> you do? <laughs> okay, because like, we, we know I have way too many plushies. And I want them to not be destroyed by a pet someday. Aww. So I'm wondering what can be done. I think there are more chances it would be destroyed by a big dog. Because, you know, they're more playful. So they'll see that plushie like a toy and they'll want to rip it up. Oh dear. 
Well, that's concerning. <laughs> like for me, uh, if I if I could be if I could own a zoo, I would. Like if I could be Doctor Doolittle, oh my God, totally same. would. Like I want a pet cow. I want a pet duck. I want ferrets. Right. I want to. Oh God, their animals are so cute. <laughs> Like, I'd be just, like, uh, I'd be Noah. I'd have, like, what, two of everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'd have, all like, all the birds, rabbits, cows, all those things. Heck yeah, but that's not Pigs. the world we're in. <laughs> yeah. Too bad. Yeah, animals, animals are great. <laughs> um, also, I, I guess it would take a lot of time. Like, it, it would just be your, your day would be just taking care of all those animals. It would, but I wouldn't mind that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you can afford to have them all, well then, yeah, you don't, you'll be able to just do that. Yeah, and, and like, if you have them from a young age, you can, you can teach them to be very loving and love cuddling and just very social. Like, uh, I taught my, like, new, not newest kittens, but like the youngest ones they would always cling on to me when they were babies so that's why they're they're very loving and clingy like they'll lie down on you they'll always want pets from you hmm. and they're very vocal too like oh my god you heard one of my cats he's very vocal as well yeah <laughs> was, oh, um mabel just play safe and get a rabbit they don't eat plushies as far as i know they still like to chew on things. Okay. One rabbit was chewing my stockings. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so when it comes to basic things, it'd be like cat, dog, a hamster. hamster. Yeah, things like that. Like, I could go for things like that. I used to have 11 hamsters. Wow. <laughs> oh, you had like yeah. a whole, like, oh, just a whole apparatus for all that? Like, with all the tubes and everything? Uh, like, okay, okay. Like, um,. In total, I had 11 hamsters, but at one point, I had six hamsters and six cages. Because obviously, oh. you, have to, you have to keep the hamsters separated, or they're going to fight till the death or make babies. And we don't really? want that. Yeah, oh, they're not so friendly. You can't, have, you can't have, like, two males, two females together. They're going to kill each other. So Hamtaro's not accurate? Damn. No, if, if, oh my god, I actually spoke about that. If Ham Tower was real, all the hamsters would be dead and pregnant. Oh, <laughs> that's really dark, but that's the reality. Aw, that's too bad. Yeah, but hamsters are really cute. Mm-hmm. Did not know that, though. Dang, okay. All right, good to know. <laughs> yeah. Don't just, a... like, buy a bunch of hamsters and accidentally end up with Lord of Fly situation. Jeez. Yeah, it's uh, so good. <laughs> I ended up with that many hamsters because um, we got we got a male and female. They made babies. I I donated the baby. Not donated. Wow, I can't believe I said that. Like I gave them to a pet shop so they could sell them. Hmm. But I kept like two more. And then they made babies and so on. Like we just kept them. And we we would get like free food when we gave babies to the pet shop. We got free hamster food, and oh, that okay. was cool. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, pets are the animals are nice. Pets are nice. They are. I feel like, um, especially like at a young age, you learn a lot about like compassion 
I'm just caring about, um, you know, something that's more fragile than you. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry, <laughs> I was gonna say, like, it, 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 um, it, it makes you more mature, like, and more responsible, and like I said, you learn, com- you learn compassion. It's really nice. It, it makes you more responsible, or it makes your parents more responsible? That's... Oh, God. <laughs> You're right. My dad used to clean the cages. <laughs> yeah, I was not a good owner when I was a kid. Oh, no. Uh, I just... Uh, the interest was there, and then it just disappeared, and then it was just my father having to take care of my dog. Yeah, I understand. Which I feel so bad about now. Like, I was not a good owner. That sucks. I mean, Poor dog. The dog was still happy, right? I hope so. Uh... It... <laughs> okay... Okay, okay. Well, we'll go to a different subject after this to make it not so downer. It hanged itself on accident. What the fuck? Oh my god, dogs, I swear. Because, <laughs> uh, like, we had, like, a oh, like a whole porch situation and everything, and it had, like, yeah. a collar, and it just got tangled up and jumped, and, yeah. Oh, that was no. not the best way to find my dog. I'm sorry. That really like, does suck. Like it was but a, it's it was not your fault, dog. you know? I think could have just treated it better, though. I'd... Hmm. Moving on to a uh, different subject. Okay, how about okay, okay. a difficult subject? Commissions, yes. deciding prices on that. Oh uh, yeah, the prices. Well, like I said, um, when I was fifteen and I started commissions, they were only for like DeviantArt subscriptions, and they were about like ten dollars. So because because obviously I wasn't. I didn't have adult responsibilities yet. I was like, okay, for a chibi, I'll do it for $10. Just so I could get subscriptions. And as I grew, I wanted more expensive things. So, let's say I was like 17. I wanted an Xbox. And an Xbox is like $400. So, as time went on, I raised the prices of my commissions. So, let's say they were about like $30 from then. To me, $30 is not a lot in terms of commissions because I think it's important to price things based on how long it takes you to work on them. Like my commissions now in comparison to when I was younger. (laughs) Obviously now I pay bills and stuff, right? (laughs) I have to price them in a way that works for me. Uh, My drawings take me roughly six to ten hours i'm not going to do anything like that for less than a hundred yeah if you get what i mean because it is it is my career at this point so um as like um as i kept getting a commission i would slowly start right like rising prices because the quality would go up too and quality really adds to your prices as well so that's why my commissions now are like four hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah I saw it. Mm-hmm. No, I, no, I was just saying. Uh, yeah, I was I was looking at your commission prices. Yeah, like um, like they uh, like like start small. Just start small. See how it goes. Don't jump into commissions because it's like oh shit, I'm gonna like get kicked out of my house like 
don't go don't start from there start small where you can start learning so like ten dollars fifteen dollars and as you go and improve you gain more experience you think you deserve to price them like you deserve more price them higher like by five dollars more ten dollars more it's all up to you and in due time like you you, you can you can like oh god <laughs> i was gonna repeat stuff but yeah it's pretty much that like don't don't put yourself at risk uh when it comes to stuff like that like business go slowly because if you put if you throw everything there are chances of failure like there's never any doubt about that so it's always good to start small Okay, uh, one more. Uh, how do you feel about the, the monthly challenges? Do you think that's like a fun thing or a chance to just burn out? Or what do you see as those things? Like um, Inktober oh. and Mermaid and things like that? I think they're really cool. I'm just too lazy. <laughs> <laughs> like, I would do them if I had more time mm. or like once again it's like because i'm not very confident putting my sketches out anymore uh i uh like it like i i think it just really depends on a person but these i think these challenges are really cool especially for people who just want to like draw randomly for fun and and so on like they're really nice challenges Alright, so we will... Let's end around there. So... Okay, so people can find you on Twitter at... It's Peach Henku... Get it up again. Goodbye. So it's, uh... I had it, and then I, I apparently closed out on accident. There we go. So, okay, so Peach Penku, but it'll be on the screen as well for the YouTube version. P-E-E-C-H-P-E-N-K-U. That's Twitter. Also, that's the website. Uh, PeachPenku.com. Also, yeah, Peach it, everywhere. <laughs> yeah, if you put PeachMaiden.com, by the way, it takes you to Peach Penku as well. So that, that's Heck yeah. Good. Heck yeah. Um, so, okay, so we'll have your website on... Uh, We'll have your website on the YouTube information. We'll have your your Twitter on the screen. If there's anything else, is there anything you want to shout out or mention? Um, um, <laughs> <laughs> if, um, uh, uh, God, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to say something funny, but then... I thought about it more, and now I don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> Do what you want. Follow your dreams. Just don't be dumb and throw everything out your ass. <laughs> go, st go, go little by little. <laughs> there you go. All right. Here's the advice <laughs> of Peach Penku. Right. So uh, that right there is the podcast. What yeah. do you think? <laughs> our, our, our guest was Janice uh, Peach Penku. 
next time, I don't know who we have next time, but uh, hope y'all enjoyed this one, and we'll do another one in a week or two, and we'll see who that guest is, and it'll be fun, because everyone's awesome. So, thanks for coming by, everyone. I had fun, happy fun watching and listening. That's what's all about it, having fun. Thanks for coming by, and see you next time. You're awesome! <laughs> Thank you.